Um, those areas you need to consider when you are revising are these. First, you need to look at the... We have dealt with ethics. What is ethics? Secondly, how does ethics differ from morality? Are they the same? Time they use the uh, uh, they use that if they are similar terms, interchangeably used, but uh, professionally there is a difference between morality and ethics. Then we have a term moral obligation. What does it mean? Moral obligation, what does it mean? Then what about conscience? What does it mean? What about human act? We dealt uh, that at some time. What about the human act? Then we deal with some asked you that what are the sources of morality? Who can help us to identify them? Quickly, what are the sources of morality? Hmm? It should be on your fingertips. I don't cry. I don't want you to memorize. I want you to just, just be. Where do the our morality, our ethical standards? Where do we? What is their foundation? Where do we get them from? Do you fabricate them as you grow up? From God, from society, and from yourself. Right reasoning, yes. So that's simple things. Just explain a few things. Then what about when you are going to behave and the way you behave? What are those factors which determine the way you are going to behave? We are going to look at that. Factors that determine our behavior in a given situation. One of them we have to consider is the religion matters. The family where you come from. The way you have been brought up, all those kind of things we are going to see. Then, we talked about responsibility. We are responsible for our actions. But then, not everything we do really depends on entirely on our full knowledge and our freedom. So there are factors that lessen our responsibility in the way we do things. Those are according to the intellect and according to the will. 
those factors that minimize or reduce our responsibility. At times we are fully responsible for what we do, but at times we cannot be fully responsible for what we do because sometimes we are ignorant of some things. At times we are forced to do things we don't want. And then in the end you get into problems. For example, at times I wonder, at times some people are struggling with the HIV in their lives. Is it true? Is it true? It's no longer a stigma. People have it. You may get it when the driver who is taking you drives recklessly. You are seated somebody who is infected. And then when the accident happens and the blood, your blood mingles with this, you get it. Those who see you, they can say, they can blind you whatever they want. But you are not responsible. You are not, you are not the driver who is driving recklessly. Eh? You have a friend who is infected. And then tell the friend, please, I'm not interested in having sex. And then drags you into the sexual act. And then at the end you get it, you contract it. And then you find that people are pointing fingers at you as if you are a very reckless woman or promiscuous person. Those kind of things happen in life. You are not entirely responsible for what happened to you. You are putting on your mini skirt. You are enjoying life. Somebody comes and rapes you. Are you responsible? Some people can say your dress code was not good. But is there any connection between my dress code and my being attacked by a rapist? No. That's something like that. So, not, you could be, so responsibility vary. As individuals, you learn that in the society, begin to gauge things before you apportion blame on a person. You're going through that list of those factors that can affect our intellect and our will in determining the acts we do. And the people, before you blend them, make sure you gauge them properly. Now, then you have what makes a good human act a good human act? But you also have to give some examples of what is a good human act. Being honest and you willingly choose to be honest. It's a good human act. Saying the truth, how they are to say the truth. So, all of that's some of the things you need to do. Then, how does ethics help you in your life as a profession? How does ethics help you in your life as a profession? You have to know. Why ethics is good for you 
in which area has it helped you or helping you. Then you have to look at another issue we are going to deal with. What is a human right I was talking about? What is a human right? And the time they say justice delayed is justice denied. Justice delayed is justice denied. Or any injustice about any other person could be, becomes an injustice to all. When you begin to be unjust to some people, you may end up being unjust to all peoples. Therefore, any injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You can't give an excuse for any injustice you commit towards people. That would be terrible for you to begin justifying any injustice towards others. So, what is the right? So you have to give examples of injustices you have seen in the society. What examples can you give? Eh, please. Eh? Uh, arbitrary. You should always add a word. Arbitrary. Ar arrest. Just arresting people recklessly. In our time, it's called Pandagari. They come and pick everybody. And arresting me is not a problem, but arbitrary arrest. Mistreating me when you're arresting me. If you have arrested me, you don't need to throw me on a police car. I'm not a luggage. I have bones and flesh. You don't need to burn me and say, you know, don't pull my trousers. You don't need to pull my hair. Eh? Or mistreat me when you're arresting me. No. Whether black life or white, white life matters. Eh? Corruption is an injustice. Marginalizing a group of people intentionally, unintentionally, is an injustice. You begin by marginalizing one tribe, you end up marginalizing all. Like this man in Ethiopia started by marginalizing the people from this area. Where are they fighting? The Tigrinya people. Now is the Oromo, Avino, so whatever. And it brings war. In a tribalism, racism, or familism, Gender biases, all those things. And staying in power for a long time is an injustice. If the structures are not allowing that, it's injustice. If it is inheritance, that's a different story. Kings are inherited. Bishop sustained power until the year 75. After 75, you must, you, are, you actually, you are supposed to resign. So, holding on power for a long time unnecessarily is not good. It's an injustice. 
and he causes many other injustices. Denying people freedom of expression, as I said, doctors. They want to express themselves. They are paid peanuts, nurses. Do they have the right to the freedom to demonstrate and express their view? Yes. But what they do, they leave the call, they, they leave a few subordinate staff to work that emergencies are cared for. Even operations, which need to be emergency operations, cesarean operations, they have to operate. Those people who are in danger, they say we are, the hospital is closed to major other services, but these emergencies must be cared for. Therefore, as doctors also express their grievances, the group of them must remain working. Also, teachers have the right to demonstrate if their issues are not cared for. I don't know about Uganda. In Kenya, Kotu does it and they push the government to improve their standards. In Uganda, the Teachers' Association, I don't know what they are doing. I mean, they are not cared for during this time of COVID. When you refuse to provide basic human needs to your children, your children, if you get children, they need a shelter. By talking of a shelter, they need a piece of land where they're going to produce their food. Because they're not going to be always dependent on you. Clean water. So Uganda, this we call it what? Well, in Uganda, have the what? The water department, they call it what? Eh? We have sewage cooperation. Handling the sewage must be done in a very way not to contaminate water. Even now, cleaning water means those people are planting flowers here near the lake where the rosebud are providing employment. Those are crooks. Whether it's a government thing, whether it is genetics, doesn't, I don't care about that myself. What I care about is that they are contaminating the source of water for the African region, north of the equator. Because the river Nile comes, wherever it comes from, goes through Lake Victoria, and it goes up to the Mediterranean Sea. So when we contaminate any water of Lake Victoria, we are contaminating the world. The river, river Nile doesn't belong to Uganda. It belongs to the world. Because the water which comes from here will end up in the Mediterranean Sea and will spill over in the other oceans. That's why Uganda is the power of Africa. We're all centered. If you knew the responsibility given to us, you should be not politicking in these small, small things. We have a big responsibility in this world. We can kill the whole world from Uganda by contaminating the water of River Nile, just only that. 
to spread over the Mediterranean Sea, then it goes to other seas. And we kill the environment and the marine biology, all that. Will they be dead? So, clean water, clothing, good health systems, education, it's a right. Schooling is not a right. But education is a right. You have the right to educate the people. Is there a difference between schooling and what? Schooling and education? Eh? Yeah. You can be educated anywhere, not in a school. Even today we have like in European countries, what we call home schooling. You can be taught everything from your home, provided your mother is knowledgeable and has money to bring in tutors to teach you. You don't need to go to school. In India they do it, in other countries they do it. You want to study about birds and become a doctor only in birds. Their behavior, their eating, their migration patterns. Now here, I've seen these birds this time of November. Those big ones flying over. For us, we identify them with the grasshoppers. But those are, birds are not for grasshoppers. They are migrating from Europe because of winter, coming to the warm areas. It coincides with the grasshopper period. People study that. Entirely their life, they study birds. Others study animals. They stay in the national parks for years and years, monitoring the behavior of animals. And then they write documentaries. You don't need to be in a school to study that. But you're educated in a different way, pattern. But it requires, schooling helps us, it's one way of educating us. But what amazes is us at times when we come to school, we go empty handed with our heads not able to grasp things properly. Political chaos is an injustice. It leads to killing, killings, refugees. Being a refugee is terrible. <coughs> Being a refugee is terrible. Who is that? Eh? Who? <laughs> Being a refugee is terrible. It was taking. Thirty I've been locked. Now what if you are locked inside here? What do you do? Where? Where? Put where? 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 Where?
and when he panicked, for what you do, it is easier. We, we break that one. Yeah. 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 Oh, you that one. Ah. Yeah, you see, this one, she's experienced in these things. <laughs> no, he's a custodian. He was seeing which, which doors are working and not working. Anyway, right. Has the right to cross check the doors whether before the end of the semester, whether they are working. Okay, then. You have to know this again, so you have to know children have rights. Rights to basic education, to good nutrition. So that's why when one begets a child, you must be very, very careful. I always tell young men, when God blesses you to have a child, be happy. At times they say, we are not prepared. I don't know. After the age of 13, and we engaged, engaged in uh, the right of the marriage people. Huh? Sex, then anything can happen. And when it happens, the child has the right to be alive. And when it is alive, you have the right to care for. Not everybody may have, but you need to be humble enough. If you can't, tell people to help you to care for them. But don't be reckless. Clean environment. I pity children who need to go and stay in very confined places in these rental houses. It's good to do it temporarily, but not all the time that they are confined to such settings. Child abuse, protecting children, and all, all these rights are there and must be catered for. So you have to know how best you can handle that. Then, so you, check, you have to check on that. Then another thing, are, we, are you okay? So another thing we need to look at, we're going to look at, which is mainly, women claim they are always, their rights have been abused. Then you have to look at what are the major ways through which the rights of women have been violated in our different contexts. In which way these rights have been uh, violated? How been women have been oppressed? Is that okay? Violence against women, in which major ways? So, we have to look at that. <clears throat> then, after what are the causes of all this? And what are the possible ways of overcoming uh, those violence against women today? We need to look at that. So we don't need just a trumpet. Women have been violated, violated. No, but they have to know how to overcome it is very, very important. So, uh, as you read, those are some of the areas you need to look at in your notes and identify how best you can operate and work with that. So, today, we want to look at the issue of rights. What is a right when you hear about the word right? A right is a claim. 
a claim which is derived from the very nature of the one who is making that claim. And we call them congenital rights. That which, those which are derived from our very nature. The word is here, congenital, congenital rights. Congenital, congenital, those are inherited in us. In that very thing, congenital. A human being, you have their right to be treated well, humanly. You have the right to reason well because they have the reason. You have the right to your feelings because they have feelings. But make sure your feelings are controlled by reason. You have the right to your instinctive aspect of survival. You are struggling to survive. And make sure instinctively your instinct is controlled by reason. Then what we call also, so a right is a claim. I've already said a claim. Derived from the very nature of who you are, of the essence of nature of a thing. And therefore, and uh, those rights which are from the very nature of things, we call them congenital rights. And those which one can have, some can have, are acquired rights. We are going to look at those different things. Congenital, these are so long as a human being, you deserve to be given all the basics to survive. One of them is that. Goats cows as soon as they are born, after a few hours they are able to stand, they are able to take milk, and so on. After a few months they are able to operate without their mother so much. Human beings are, are so fragile in the beginning. You are born, you cry, your mother must feed you, you're not able to walk, they have to lift you up, they have to tie you, they have to clean you, they have to wash you, they have to cover you. And all that, because of our nature, the mother must care for the child. For how long? As long as the mother is there and is able to care, yes. But it's not your right to stay in your father's home. Until you are 40, you have no claim. You must migrate and move out to become independent. You still have a right to come and live there. Temporarily visit them, but when you reach 18, you reach, you finish your schooling, you're able to, you have the right to begin your family. You have the right to be independent. By the very nature, those are congenital rights. You don't have a right to the home of your father. He can say, I brought you up, go and stay there. Now you are mature enough. 
Oh, my father has rejected me. I don't rejected you. You must have the right to grow up to maturity, to be independent. And people like to be independent. But the people who are there in some families, they don't want that right to be independent. They want to cling to the mother too much. The parents, I call them babies until 70, 60, they are there. And they always bring problems to people's uh, homes and so forth. That's very important. Acquired rights are all these. Now, I have a right to this phone. Provided it is mine that I've acquired it. You have a right to your phone, you have acquired it. If you contract a marriage, you have a right to your spouse. Nobody should even interfere. There's no, we call it what? There's no trespassing that is acceptable. You have made your vow clearly before the judge, civil marriage or in the churches. Then you have the right. And then the husband will say to you, will say the woman, I have the right to do what I want. So long as you tie yourself in marriage, you no longer have the right to do what you want. The woman has acquired rights over you. And the spouse has acquired rights over you in some areas. But he has no right to your life. Neither should the president of any country claim to have a right to your life. He didn't give it to you. And neither should we take it from you. Because he has no right. He has no possibility to give you life. These are congenital rights. Those which are not given by anybody, we're not required because of this. But they are there in us by the virtue of what we are. Nobody can give you a right to reason the way you want to reason. The right to reason has been given to you by God. The freedom, self-expression. But as you express yourself, don't hurt others. Don't abuse others. The people here were telling me this morning that they are in a group of a certain a uh, group of uh, lecturers in this university, in one, one department. They were there now. They were starting a lot of things which are there. They put on the on that group yesterday, or the day before yesterday. They put in a uh, lecturer, uh, some student is doing an exam, and after doing, has handed in the paper, but has not done it very well. But in the paper, uh, they show that he, as the lecturer begins to mark, he marks and sees something is not going well with this student. But as he turns the papers, there's money inside. You saw it. <laughs> there's money. No. No. What are, what are the implications? Are you not? It's good I didn't study it. It's so There's a primary it. so in examination in the video. Is it there? Eh? I'm not sure. Was it real or was it dramatized? <laughs> eh? Someone tell me. It was real. Real? 
Not, was it real? Or was it drama? Where were you real? Where were in, in the examination room? Where? They are saying Mary's. Yeah? Was it live? Who took the video? It was not a video. It was a real drama. Uh -huh. It was a it was a true story. There was no video. But then after they narrated it. So and then they dramatized it, but it was real. A student was doing something. He did some uh, exam. Yes. Uh -huh. He had the right to do the exam, yes. Uh-huh. Quite right because has paid the money to be taught and to be uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he realized he Yes. So he put money in the paper. Uh-huh. To bribe the Maybe they wanted to tarnish the name of the university. Maybe it can happen, you know, if there are some of these things you know better. But what I know is, we are living in the world where people can dramatize anything and trick you to tarnish the name of the university. And they are, they are interested in money, not in teaching. Yeah, it can happen. That that's now so she saved the day in that way. Hmm? Anyway, some of us have touched money and have the right to say no to money because money is we not sort of aid everything. No. You can have as much, but you can't solve everything. You can solve a few things, but not everything. Anyway, we talked about rights and acquired rights and the congenital rights. So that is the section talks about rights. Um, rights are based on law, which are those who should be acquired rights, I think, and are logically derived from duties imposed upon us by law. So, these rights which we call different systems have different understanding of the essence of right according to their perspective, the interpretations of moral obligations. So rights regards also with moral obligation. If the will of the government is, if the will of the government is the source of moral obligation or morality, it is based on public opinion or consensus which you call a contract. Laws given in the Constitution of Uganda are not the only way of describing morality. They fall short of what is expected of humanity. 
Every country may have its own laws. And in Uganda, I pity you people, you have grown up in a very sad situation. We call it, there is only called conflicting royalties as regards commands. The Aradisini Kayunga commanded Babuani should not come here. The other and the electoral commission said, for us we need to make a timetable. Here you go. So, so long as he follows the coronavirus rules, we have no problem. Now, you, you, you wonder, are we in the same country? Who is giving orders? You know, I mean, his time, whether it was in the recreation, whatever it was, we could not have such a confused chain of command in matters concerning the state. Very confusing. Second, like your home, where you stay, in case you stay near such a home. There is a grandmother, there is a grandfather, your mother is there also. Or your uncles are there, and your father is there. The, the grandmother said, you go to the well. The uncle said, first watch the cups. Then said, clean the room. Now, how can I do three things at the same time? Which command must I follow? And for the children are in that state. Don't do it. And you don't be rough on that guy, child of yours. Because when you're growing up also, you are like that. You hear such a statement flowing in some homes where there is conflicting royalty. So laws are good. But laws don't describe, we call them positive, moral positivists who claim that all rights comes from laws. But we have said that we have rights which come by the very nature of who we are. We call them congenital rights. We have rights which come, which we acquire by the virtue of the things we have acquired in life. We have rights over our land which have bought, rights are property, rights, because I have acquired them. But then, property rights are not, can't, can't go beyond, can't supersede human rights. Have the right to hold the property. But uh, the right to my life is more important than property. I can have, give up the right to property in order to save my life. After life, I get everything. Remember, anyone we were running away, we ran away from, from my room with the ready and the blanket to survive. This only throat of these younger men was still disturbing us. But when they're having their insurgents, I left all my room, my house, in order to save life. Had I clung to the property that the soldiers would not take my property, I'd be dead. I had to save, I had the right to save my life and a few properties I could carry. The rest, I had to leave them. So you have to make sure you know clearly which rights are you talking about. Rights which are derived from law or from your nature. 
By the virtue you live in a state, you have those acquired rights as a citizen of that state. Then you are compelled to follow them. And that's the same with the moral obligation. You have the duty to follow the laws of the state where you have accepted to live. That's why when you go to U.S., it is easier. If you are not complying with the law of a given state, you are free to move to another state. There are laws concerning abortion, laws concerning whatever. If we don't want that law to, 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 to follow it, you move to another state where they don't have it. So people move from one state to the other. Those are moral obligations which must be fulfilled. When you talk of rights, we talk about there are some elements in every right. When you're talking about rights, every right is what you call the lawyers when they're arguing. It's for not for your concern. You can, you can know, you know it, you can use it somewhere in the future. A right is there. But then the elements in the right, they talk about the subject. The subject of the right. They talk about the term of the right. They talk about the object of the right. And then they talk about the title of the right. Those are there and they are not. So, the subject of the right is a person. Because you are not an object, you are a, a person. Who is claiming for that? A child is a subject to the right of being educated. Whether is this young or whatever, she or he has a right. And now he's a subject. Whether you are the parent, that doesn't matter. He's a subject. It's not your objective because they brought the child to life. A child is not something you bring, you buy and keep in your house. No. He has a right. If he does not claim it himself, other people will help him to claim it. So he's a subject to that right. The one who claims that right, help to be claimed for that right, is a subject. The term of a right is another person who has the obligation to respect the right. Or to satisfy the claim. So, that's it. We have a parent. A child is a subject who is claiming to be educated. The term is the parent. Those should provide the one who is claiming for the right. The object of the right, that what is being demanded by the person. If it is education, clean water, good health, that is the object of a right. And then the title of the right is the person that justifies that the claim 
of a person to that right. I'm entitled. You are the subject to the right, yes, you are claiming it, and you are not claiming it. You are entitled. So, subjects and titles are the same. I'm the subject claiming to my entitlement. And who is giving me that claim? This is the term, could be the parent or the government. The doctors are claiming they are the subject. They are entitled to the right to be given a good salary for the work hard. The government must give. And what they are demanding as the object is a good salary for their services. Is it clear with these terms? It's not examinable, but I am helping you. You are not from here. You are going to become lawyers. You are going to study. You are still young. Or if you need to add, you can help other people to add out to cases. Because once you are already you have your degree in a society, you are considered an asset in solving problems. So you have to make sure the subject is that one who is claiming for the right. And the title also is has the is entitled. You are not, it's not a privilege. Rights and privileges are different. Privilege, I give you because a charitable, because of I love you, or because I have mercy on you. But when it comes to rights, it's not a privilege. This is a demand. My basics. I'm entitled to it. You, you, the term, must give me. And what I'm demanding is the object of the right. So those are the four elements in the right. If we are defining a right, and you can include them in if you want it. The right has a right subject, it has the term, it has the object and the entitlement to the right as such. So that's what we can say about rights. So be, be careful when talking about rights. Rights is a very, very delicate issue. Hmm? Now, a subject and the term are connected. Where are they connected? As I said, the subject and the title are connected. But also, the subject and the term are connected. One is demanding from the other. The subject is demanding from the term. The term must provide to the subject. And always, the, the subject must be something physical. Must be living thing, tangible. And must be also, at times, the subject must be a company, a corporate, a company or a business. Can be a community. 
The Karamojongas, the Karamojongs are the subjects. They are demanding their land which has been taken away, good land, and they explain so good, helping them to develop. And then you take away good land from them. A fellow county in Karamoja was taken by first woman Janet in order to put a farm for maize, and the Karamojongs were chased away from the good land and were taken away to the hills where it is stony. The apostles today, they are claiming, whether they are alive or dead, they reclaim their good land. So a community of the Karamojongs is the subject. The one who is being demanded is the Janet and her associates. However general she may be, but she's harassing the Karamojongs. Not going to school is not a crime. Doesn't mean schooling is the only way. Karamojongs are bad, very, very clever people. I've never seen so clever people like that. When you see babies here in Uganda, Uganda here crying, oh, there is dry season, they are just crying. A Karamojong will not cry if there is no water. Because they are used to living six months without water. They don't cry. They just find the solution. For them, they have not studied geography like you. But they know below the river which is flowing, <coughs> there is underground water. Once the river has dried, there is some little water there. Do you know what they do? If there is no water, they don't cry. They dig a hole as they follow the river trail, as the river flowing. They go on digging holes. They are very patient people. They wait for the whole night. They cover that hole. By morning, the water has drained itself. And they collect water and survive. Let the, well, let the water dry around here. You see people crying, even here now. Some people are using only tapped water. Even going to the well is a problem. And foolishly, with the developing and people buying land, they bought land and the wells which have been serving the community have been taken away by people and people have put perimeter walls and fences. Those are social services, not personal. And you have to claim them. We have a right as a community. A well must be protected. Now, I'm asking you a question. How comes when they are building a table road, they did not destroy the well at here, here at Reza, before I reach Reza? Have you seen that well on the sides? Yes. Yeah. And when they are building the road, why did they destroy that well before you go to Busega? You see people crowding the well. Why was it kept? Now, if you buy land, how, where do you get a right to destroy a well for the community? And if you have something strong with your head, whether you're a military officer, whether you're a general, you have something wrong with your head. A well is a natural resource for the community. And people have the right, and the rule in Uganda, because we are in Uganda, where we are operating from, what I know, the rule in Uganda traditionally, when you buy a piece of land and there is a well, and you block the road going to the well, you must find, provide an alternative to where the well. Is it true? That's it. People have a right. 
Whether your money is to have too much money, you have three guns like Bantaliza. Ah, he died. Oh, he died. He used to have three guns. Huh? But they could not save his life. Anyway. anyway rights are rights. You can go to court, you can bribe the court, but people will continue claiming the entitlement. So when we're discussing rights, we are not joking here. We are empowering you to claim your rights. Do girls have a right in the home where they are born in order to be given a property by their father? Right? By being born in the home, are you entitled to share into the property of your father? According to law, yes. But according to natural rights, is it? Your father has no obligation to give you things. He has only obligation to educate you. And that property remains his property. And he's free to give it wherever he wants. He can donate it to the church, to the government, to whatever. So long as he has given you your ones, has educated you. But these are the quarrels we see today. How the my cousin sister was crying yesterday. Oh, you see those people never gave me peace of land. I said, now, nah, you woman, how long are you going to cream and cry and cry and cry? What have you done in the last 49 years for yourself? If now you are still crying, you will really die in misery crying because your father never gave. Or others got. If others got and you don't get. Okay? I don't know. People, there are many things. Of course, if I belong to the family, others have got, if they will give you, if they don't give you. Like my brother was given land. But for the last 30 years, he has not been using that land. He migrated to South Africa. He does not need it. He's able to operate on his own. Of course, it's his land. He has the right to it, but he's not using it. And does not die because the land is not ha uh, having it. It is his entitled to it, that's all. But he's not the one using it. When people begin to fight and cut each other, claiming rights which are not even in. Those are acquired rights. You have a, a child in a home, you have acquired rights being a part of the home. But it's not a natural right that you are born by this woman and this man. Therefore, you are, you are going to, by hook or crook, must give me. You have seen children killing their parents. Have you seen them? A demanding property. A property you have not worked for. Why did you get an acquired right to a property which is not yours? There are things must be clear. So don't behave like uh, as if you have not gone to school in the matters of claiming rights. Like for me, I can't claim a right to be a priest. The church just favored me 
and gave me to be, accept to become a priest in the Catholic Roman Catholic Church. And no seminarian will ever claim that I've gone to the seminary, I've finished all the preparation to be a priest, therefore, ordain me, it is my right. You see, we are thinking whether you are potentially necessarily going to be part of us. And if we need, we will give you that right. You require it. So that's why. Anytime they say seminarian, they have been discontinued. When you join the religious life, you sign some pact. On leaving, we are not going to give you anything. We have stayed 50 years or whatever. But we can, in matter of justice, commutative justice, we can give you something to kickstart your life. When you enter into marriage, now this day they are here, marriage became a business in Uganda. You enter into a relationship to live together and upgrade each other in life, in holiness, not in the property. Now, after when you separate, I hear now this day they separate the property in what? In it? In it? Is it true? And now, when you separate it into you two, you have children. Now, when the woman goes with some half and I go with the half, now, the girls will share with the mother and the boy will share with the, the father. Now, you see, whoever puts that law is so short-sighted. Now, which grand, the grandchildren will go to which side? To the mother or to the father? Some laws are just put there for business and distracting life to make marriage so cheap that has become a contract, not a covenant. So they are there as such. So, anything to do with the subject? Do animals have rights? Yes. Do animals have rights? Good, according to the law. Animals have rights through advocates of animals' rights. They don't have Inherited natural rights. They don't have congenital rights. Father, they can't speak for themselves. Rights is about those who are able to reason. The rest we debate, the advocates for animals can debate for them. But by and large, animals will not have rights by nature. Animals then do not have rights explicitly. They have them implicitly by those who advocate for their rights. Do children have rights? Yes. They are coded by their very nature. They have reason They may not be able to push the agenda. Because they are not having the strength, but they have rights which must be careful as such. According to our rational nature, we have those natural rights among us. 
Therefore, if we are rational, we should not act irrationally. And the cruelty must be avoided. Object of the right, those are the material things, the house, the oil, like who had the right to the wells of oil in Uganda? Who has? You don't know? Oh, natural resources, that I say. Even if you own a land where there is a well, you must create an accessible access. You own the land, but the oil below is not yours. It's for the nation. Then you tell me that. Because uh, we own the land where water of Lake Victoria is moving around and River Nile. We own River Nile. We don't own River Nile. That's why the embassy for Egypt, where is it? It is in Jinja, on the River Nile. Check the level of the water flowing into the lifeline. We tamper with that water. We are born. Water must go through Uganda, through Sudan, up to Egypt, and also Libya shares into that water. So you don't need to, you know, but by the way, these rights, where are you taking, even oil, if it is your land, where are you taking it? You are going to have a lot of money. You begin eating and drinking, and in the end, you, you kill your liver. And then we bury you. So when you have little, actually, when you have little property, money, at times you live happily. But the challenge is with the materials, you think the more you have, the more. At times, how many shoes do you have when you are? Drawers, about 10 pairs. <laughs> about three. You, you should get more. Because each dress you need something to change with. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing is, times you have more. You might have four. But again, I use two. Then I said, because my half feet, which I'll put on once uh, in a while, that one, that one. You know, no time. Eh? Anyway, the whole thing is all these things, all these. Uh, so there are some rights also immaterial things. Like when you write a book, you have a right to your idea. That's why they call it plagiarism. Is not acceptable. You have the right to the your views you have put down, and anybody to use them must come and ask permission from you. Must acknowledge you. Those are rights. Uh -huh. Now, so we have talked about natural rights, which you call congenital rights. Those are natural rights. This is same word as natural. Depending on your nature. 
And so, and then duties. Many philosophers agree that rights, uh, that rights prior to or independent to duties is a word of the day. Because rights also bring you some idea of duties. The ideal society is one where the protector of individual rights, liberty, individuals, liberty rights, so that they can freely pursue their rights. So then here I want to say, if their rights are natural, the government has no rights, doesn't give us rights. The government doesn't have any rights it can give to you. The government has only the ability to protect your rights. But unfortunately in Uganda, the protector becomes the violator. Your parents don't give you rights to life. In the process, they brought you to life. After that, that's enough. They must protect your life. They have no right to abuse you because they are your parents. Yeah, you, she brought you up. We cared for you when you are young. Hey. Yes, but you have no right over my life. Time comes, I want to join a religious life, I go. I want to get married, I get married. You can caution me, oh, the husband you are taking, the wife you are taking is problematic. That's enough. I'm free to listen or not. It's my life. Whose life is it anyway? It's mine. You are the protector of my rights. Of my, you protect my rights, but you don't give them to me. That's what parents do. That's what governments do. So we have to know this. And <coughs> when our rights are ours, we are the first protector of our rights. And others assist us. In doing so, we affirm that rights belong to us and we must sustain them. But also, we have obligations as we do that, those liberties we have. Therefore, we, have, we should be very grateful that by the very nature we are, to have a demand on us, it has a gift on us, the rights have been given, but so demanding obligations to fulfill as we sustain those rights. Therefore, what comes first is the individual's rights we get, and then later on, the protectors will be there. Therefore, every political system has a kind of a tendency to protect those rights. Some protect them seriously, others, but there should be a community providing for the purpose, the interest of the community. Some individual rights have been violated in the interest of the community. Which is important, rights of the individual or rights of the community? They are all important, but now, um, the community has rights to sustain order, that's the state, and the parents. But then at the same time, you have the right to go out of your home, 
and do other things you want to do. You want to block a pattern and so But the pen said, in this home, you must not exceed 8 p.m. to enter this house. Order. So some of your rights are trimmed to go on indefinitely for the sake that all of us do something in common, you need to be together at one stage as a family. So there are some rights which are trimmed, individuals are trimmed in order to protect their communal rights. So when you are discussing your rights, be careful. But again, the committee has no right to overstep on individual rights. But when you make a contract that part of my salary will be going to the community as the religious make, a certain part of my salary must be given to the community. Make sure you fulfill it. It is your right, you have worked for the money, you are entitled. But you made a contract, part of the money will be going to that fund. We call the common fund. You pay. As the citizen, you made a contract. As much as like my rights have to be peaceful and sustain peace. But have to use the right to demonstrate that I'm not at peace when my rights have been demonstrated. But not violence. You don't use violence. I'm not going to use violent words. I'm going to use just a plaque and say, people here I am, I'm confined. And uh, um, my rights of expression have been tampered with. And I'm a journalist and I have the right to take information as I get it. As I'm taking the information, the soldiers come and begin beating me. And then they claim, what they claim in Uganda, the thought was that at that time when the soldiers beat the journalist terribly, what did they claim? That they didn't know he's a journalist. But who told them a human being must be beaten by like a cow? Whether I'm a journalist, whether I want, I'm, I'm right not to be treated like that. And what's wrong in it getting information? Tell us there's no journalism in Uganda anymore. And don't study that subject to be okay. And then we talk, we call it a day. So that is what we need to know. But most of governments think that individual rights are subject to the community. See, the main purpose of ethics was to serve the interest of the community. But they have, they have to be a balance between individual rights. The government must make sure that they avoid bringing in issues that can bring in segregation, chaos, blood, uh, strifes, and all those kind of things, and the corrupts of the sort. Now, when you are working, should the work, does the work, does the employer have the right to pay you every month? Not necessarily. There are those which claim that if the employer 
is doing something to invest more that can sustain the company where you are working for the next six months. He can suspend paying you for some months as he's working to pay you for the next six months or one year. Other than paying you now, and then the company collapses, you lose the job. And you lose the livelihood. And your family suffer. Your family will suffer temporarily, but in the long run, you'll be able to survive. So our time is all the rights of workers are catered for. So now, that follows in your notes, talks about the definition of a right and the trends, some historical trends, how the rights have been developing. I'm not going to so much into the history of a right, uh, but yet when you have done it in your notes, let me go to the text which I want we look at. Uh, this is self-determination. Now, the human rights which are trumpeting today, when did they begin? Sometime in December 19, what? Eh? United Nations human rights, when did they begin? Well, they have the Charter of Rights of, uh, in the recent times. It began in 1948. That we have that Charter for the human rights. Then after that, apart from the human rights, many other issues of rights have been coming up. Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Then other charters have come up. You receive them in your notes. Now, my interest is, are you going to cram to memorize all those articles? I'm asking you. Father, you're joking. My interest is not memorization. Because you can't memorize them. You're not lawyers. Even lawyers, just you know, some basics. At least human beings are born free and equal in the dignity and right. They are endowed with reason and conscience and act, should act toward another in a spiritual brotherhood. So humanity has that which connectedness. We are born with our rights and brotherhood and so forth. Color is not an issue. Now, when you are given food to eat, do you care which color the food is, the, 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 which plate, the color of the plate? Children fight for colors. But as they grow up, the colors don't matter. What matters is the content of what is given to us. So rights must be upheld and must be respected. Now we have types of violence against women. What are these types? There is a physical violence. And, um, then there is psychological violence against women. Those are beauty lack of appreciation, and so forth. Educating only boys and girls are sidelined. I think I praise my father a bit. There I was a bit 
Boys suffered in our home more than the girls. All the girls went to boarding schools in their primary school. They did not suffer for walking. They did not have any remarks to that. Father brought all the, my sisters to the boarding schools. For us, boys were walking. <laughs> so he see this man, so he knew the rights of, of women. Some gained out of it. Those who didn't gain to up to their uh, mistake, it was not my father's mistake. He cared for them more than boys. Give them a cushion to really know. Cultural violence, inheritance, is an issue today in many ways. Polygamy. Yeah? Polygamy in Christianity, yeah. In Islam, is the polygamy a violence? Because they have to know. For them, it should be more than a one provided you have to add on this word provided you treat them equal so there will be also there polygamy is there and they have more than one wife but then the treatment may not be good dietary restrictions <coughs> women don't eat grasshoppers Mm, that was there in many cultures. Some are not eating fish or whatever. That was the dietary restriction were there as kind of mistreatment. Then social violence. Women are having a little to say in the decision making in their homes. Lack of laws supporting women's rights. Women have the right to divorce. Yes. But is divorce the best thing to do in life? I don't have the experience. My mother was never divorced. So I can't talk about much. <laughs> He's the best, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Those who have gone through it, they know better. I have a book which I used to read, I have to read it again, I like that book. Divorce, Believing and Belonging, that's the title of the book. It is not in your library, it's my personal library. I have my book, library, we used to grow up in the time of, had students have rights, the government had the right to give us money to buy book allowance, to, be, to buy books. He gave us book around and since then I developed a culture. So I have my good library, a bit which I use for my research and other things. If I need almost thing, all my teaching subjects, I have my books. I don't go to the library to borrow books, no. I have to have my books. I have more than enough actually for, for, to consult. I don't need the Googles to tell me much. Uh, our life was not data. There was no buying data and Google, no. You had to buy physical books. And the government gave us money. And what pained me most when I bought all my books, I went to work in Iruero, where the university is. I left, I left my books behind. The funny boys 
those who hold the guns used the books to melt to to what to to light fire all the books staring in lighting fire gun holders are funny people at times <laughs> they don't esteem property they don't know education is important they just gamble at times anyway they destroyed our books these were valuables for me, book is more valuable than this internet. Because whether in the rule I have electricity or not, I just open my eyes and read my book and read. But we don't have uh, the data. How can you go to Google? Hmm? It's access. But there, we have a physical access to books. Anyway, social. It's a social violence. That's stereotyping. Lack of decision making, support for human rights, uh, rights for the students, and so forth. Sexual violence. Yeah, I talked about rape. You know, I don't know. People whether they are sober in their mind when they are raping others. I don't know what they gain out of it anyway. But those are called them dissented people, socially dissented and brutal because of their instinct for satisfying their libidos and sexual interests. They are very, very much, because for me I lived in this condition that I said, in the Karamoja men were walking in natural suits. I don't know whether they are up, up to today they are still walking. But I know when you go to the, as you go to Karamoja, from Karamoja, you go to Turukana area, you have a parish there in Turukana, Iradit in Kenya, then you go to the council people in, so in Kenya. You go to another group of people in Ethiopia. They walk in their natural suits. Men. No problem. Women walk with their, their half, half covered. Not half naked, half covered. And then you don't say anything. How would you begin? Uh, because here yeah, people are used, so one has come put on a miniskirt, doesn't compare you to mistreat them, no. There's something wrong with you, and, and your mental ability has been tampered with to act as an animal. Then incest is another thing. For us in Bugana, it was tawhadi taboos. When your cousin is sister, or cousin brother has grown into a certain age, you don't uh, embrace, uh, you, you, you don't come near her. You give a social distance. Now these days you call it social distance because of the coronavirus. But they will keep a reasonable social distance that the body chemistry may not uh, drag into each. So the issue of incest in homes can be increasing at times. That's sexual violence. Bosses and teachers demanding sexual favors from their uh, subjects is mistreatment. You find this in some places of work today. People are demanding, they want to look for a job, they give conditions which are not in, that is sexual violence, which are not acceptable. Economic violence. Women are having difficulties to organize their lives where they denied even a piece of land. That is, is violence towards them. 
Then there is a political violence. Ah, that is self-evident in some African countries. In Uganda, I don't know whether it is happening, but maybe it is there. I'm to make research. So, so I don't know much about Uganda. But Africa, you know. Maybe if Uganda is part of Africa, so maybe it could be included so much in this area, political violence, yeah, which is, has become absurd. You heard about this man they called Patrick Nwagaba. Poor man was killed in Mitiana. This woman working here, this uh, pool where they are doing the printing outside here. The brother was killed among those police officers who were killed in Mugende. Now, is there, she's grieving. Now, why do you kill a police officer, a mere police officer? Why? That kind of political violence. Why? The man is looking for money to care for his children. He's staying in Inipot. Who was born to live in Inipot? Who? You want to finish your school and go to live in Inipot? Who does need to live in houses with tiles? Police officers deserve to live in a good Kowa. Uh, what? Good Bao, uh, they call them what? Police posts. I could come to Chisubi here. <laughs> they are living in those Ramshakodi uh, small buildings. What can they do? Salary is little. How can they police us well when you, don't, when you are violently uh, mistreating them? Anyway, God bless us and give us ability to think about the plight of others in their different employments. Anyway, that is political violence. It's very, very, very bad. To begin this story, but it end up eating almost everybody, including the personnel. Yeah? The security personnel are in problems. Family violence. Yes, I talked about it. The freedoms of the children in the home, girls and boys. Why boy? Why should they restrict it? Boys are given freedom and girls are restricted. Is it necessary? I don't know. Girls should not move at night. Boys can move the way they want. Is it normal? So the girls, you can also begin freedom to move at night. You want it? Eh? Yes. There, but make sure when you are coming back here, don't alight at that stage where after nine. There are funny people who stay there. They chase you, and nobody will assist you if you are not careful. Get a border border to come back when you have gone for your outings. Because there are violent people around. Anyway, if domestic violence is terrible. If one annoys you, the only way is to slap and keep and kill and whatever. Some of these things are abnormal. But that's what happens. But what amazes me, when after people have been violent to women, women are violent to fellow women. They pour water, acidity on each other because of a man. They mistreat their maids. They mistreat their children over their co-wives. Uh, and so forth. You wonder. What is the children of the other woman to do with you that you begin mistreating them? Unfortunately, these things happen. Violence within women is circle. Moreover, I fear to be employed by a woman. 
Woman can be violent towards fellow women and to other, other subjects. They are paying back for what? I'm not, I'm not mistreated you. Why do you mistreat me? What are the root cause of all this? Here in my notes, I talk about, about a few things. The patriarchal society, the father-oriented society, including the church. You see, these sisters are enjoying life this day, they are studying. But sisters originally were supposed to work in the garden and in the circus. Don't laugh, that was their time. That was, and that's why I like my, I like my saint. Um, I like my saint. Angelo, Angelo Locali, who was now is a saint. But by then I was named after him before I was not a saint. But then Angelo Locali, Pope John the Twenty Third, opened doors of the church that you can have now these religious and sisters able to study and do good things within the church. There were very few went for studies. They went for studies in the convents, which mattered, which had, convents had universities, of course, but they could not go out anyhow. They were studying, but not so much of these subjects they are studying today, because those who ran schools had to go to school and study. But when they came to this region, when there were no schools, except this mother, mother, this mother Kevina, of Nkokonyero and others started and helped in the school system. Sisters who came were educated, but they didn't have more freedom, and they now have more freedom than before, because the doors of the church were opened. And so now, I was supposed to teach, if I had to teach here, I would be teaching in my castle. But now they opened the door that I could put on my plain clothes and I could do my work. But the root cause, we're talking about, the male-dominated society determined everything with its ideology. That was terrible in the, for women and the students. I don't know. Male-dominated. Now, I want to ask you. Do you want women to be in politics? I want women to join in politics. But I don't, I don't want a mother to be a thug. If I'm the mother, I'm in politics, I want to be in politics. But I don't want to be manipulated to become a political star. That I'm sent by somebody to tell lies, which is not the truth. Because a mother is the one who is a mother, a mother is the one who brings children to life. And if one who brings children to life becomes a liar, then you are in problems. Why put this poor lady? They call her what? Now, 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 Banja. She was a dignified woman before. Now she's a liar. First class. I put this man, they call him Enanga. Can lie foolishly. <laughs> you, have, you have to be, if you are lying, you have to be smart. But if you are not smart, don't take on the position of lying. Hmm? You have to lie majestically, but also to enter into your family. Now, that was male dominated society with a problem. Secondly, culture. Culture. And another thing traditions, 
Can we do away with the traditions? No. But oppressive traditions must be changed. Women in Uganda should stop kneeling. I told them they should stop. But I encourage them they should continue kneeling. With reason. Because, um, like in Uganda, when men are given any post, what do they do? They prostrate before the, the king. Is it true? Is that slavery? I'm asking. You have not seen them. When they are given offices by the king, what do they do? They prostrate themselves. Just in their councils. But what is, that is a sign of what? A kind of a surrender ready to serve. That's what we do in the Catholic Church. When you are becoming, we give final vows, when you are becoming a deacon, when you are becoming a priest, you prostrate yourself. I'm ready to serve. So it's not about uh, degrading people or oppressing them, it's just a sign. So those small things should not be. We're not about those customs which have a deeper meaning. Some customs have a deeper meaning than the surface. When you see women kneeling and whatever, they have something deeper than what you think. Women emancipation. But when you're emancipating women, you have to be careful. Don't exploit them. By now, what exploits a woman more? For me, I think abortion is more exploiting than needing. When you make a free way, sex becomes a pleasure. You can do it if you are pregnant, you can flush out. But they don't think about this woman. Who is struggling with the trauma of abortion? Men don't know that. They're getting, they can encourage their friends to do it, but they know a mother remains with a trauma for life. My child I destroyed, maybe would have been better. My child I destroyed, maybe would have been the child I would have had only had I kept that child. Now here is a woman unable to become pregnant struggling go, go for night prayers. They go for night prayers, they whatever. God has nothing to do with that. But even when you are encounter when you are they cause these abortions. The women who are created that they can have only one egg, one child. Why? Because of the bloody system they have. If they call them, they call them what? Uh, these biologists call them what? Recessive whatever? Uh, blood whatever. If a woman gets a boyfriend who is a, your apple, a, a man is a positive, a woman is a negative, all those B and A are negatives, if you get a child, the first one, or you become, you become pregnant, then you are bored, 
immediately before 72 hours have passed, you must have an injection. Because such a couples always have one kid. The rest becomes miscarriages. If you are not treated, you as a woman, to reorganize your bloody system at that time. These are things you should know them. I'm not going to teach you biology. And uh, uh, they should teach you these things. The nurses, they have to teach you. But at this age, as people are growing up, they should know. That any, you can uh, carry an abortion, which have been the only child to have. And if you carry it out, and you know the boyfriend was a group, was your group of A, your group, you are negative, and the woman is positive, man is positive, uh, in terms of blood group, you are going to have a challenge to have another child in the future. Not because they have been bewitched. Not because God doesn't like you. But that's the body system. Which requires to be boosted. I have a friend in Narong, and now he has about has five kids. But from the first child, she knew the husband they are like that. Is group, group A and five is group uh, is A plus, the other one is A minor, A minus, so they patch up. And the husband must prepare 250 every day if the woman is going to deliver. After delivery, before 72 hours, they have to inject her so that she'll be able to pursue another pregnancy next time they want it. So some of these things, they are, not, they are not in our pamphlets. But we have to know them because we are growing up. Growing up. Make decisions. Those are violence. Some, I call it, for me, I think that modern over-exploiting women is more. Now today, look at our girls. Our families. How many, are, how many women are flocking to the Arab world to be modern slaves? And some have died there. That is worse than the customary traditional uh, challenges. We need to admit because of the customary that drives them there. Besides, the families, their families, they leave, they go there, their families collapse. They come back, they are single mothers. But then some will never even get married. Anyway, causes of violence against women, there are many. Laws and their limitations also, they are part of it. Now here, I have given you here in this, how would you solve these problems? Positive suggestions and uh, what consequences for violating the freedoms, digital rights which are there. You read it through them, personal consequence. Okay, uh, no, this is something else. Uh, okay, now if we violate these freedoms and dignities, what will happen to society? Violating people's freedoms and dignities and rights leads to curtailing the four the existential goals. I call them existential goals in my notes here. What are existential goals? They are about five. They are here. 
Once you violate people's rights, you are unable. Being socially interdependent is affected and sustaining the integrity of every human being is part and parcel of our nature. It is not by arbitrary or by choice. So when you are violating people's rights, you are curtailing that goal to be fulfilled. Being social is very important. You are doing the next exam? Phoebe? Are you doing the next exam? Yeah, no, I'm going to practical. Practical. Now, have you been in an exam today? No, today I have missed. But they help you out. Yes. First, you almost finish it. Yes. Just get seated. <clears throat> so, we are here. What do I call them? Existential goals. The aims in life you have without which your life will not be life. These aims must be fulfilled in your life. But when you begin to violate people's rights, freedoms, these things will not be fulfilled. We are social beings. But when you are trampling on my rights, what will happen? We are supposed to live together. Eh? In a, a domain in, in our, our room. But when you begin, I'm sleeping, you are putting on the lights. Uh, when you are putting on the right, when I'm sleeping, you put on the right. When I want to, what else can we do? All of us should sleep. If you are putting on rights, go somewhere in the corner and read, and you need to also enjoy my sleep. But when we begin violating this social, uh, inter we are interdependent. Nobody is the, uh, can live by himself alone. We are interdependent. Interdependent. We depend on each other. But when you begin to haunt each other with tampering with our freedom, that one collapses. Then, cooperation, respect of the self and other. Seeking peace, living in peace and being in environment is very important. Minimizing hunger, refugee camps, eh? all these things are indicators that the, some of these uh, violations of the what? Human rights. Wars and crimes. War crimes are other indicators. Another indicator that uh, the existence of that uh, human rights are being violated is that to act responsibly. Adoration of beings are obliged to act responsibly, being accountable, honest, respect others. Now, once you have started not violating people's rights, then there are wars and so forth. You end up not acting responsibly to be a, a, a disservice to society, that the goal will not be there for purpose living. Seeking the truth is important. But when you violate my rights, 
I'll be an option. I tell you half the truth. Self-actualization is about what? Each one has a purpose. What do you want to become? You want to become a teacher? So what? Becoming a teacher will not make you fulfilled. If we think only in terms of money. Why? Money is not enough to solve people's problems. Money will never be enough. But when you know you become, you choose to realize yourself, what can I do for others? Then you choose. Being a priest will not help you. You can be a very miserable priest. Who thinks only about uh, how many people have come in the church today? You count the number. The bigger the number, the more the offer. Ah, uh, then you begin to be very miserable. For some of us who have used it, we celebrate mass for five people, and we are contented. Took at 22 years in Netherlands. I was celebrating mass alone. There was no, those people don't pray so much. I was doing it in my room, it was mass. I don't need the people to celebrate my mass because my vocation was to, is the call to pray for myself and others, that's all. Whether you pay me or don't pay me, I don't care. My fulfillment is in my prayer and the other things I do. So, self-actualization is very important. So, whenever you tamper with the rights of others and yourself, you are tampering with these existential goals which people have. People want to realize themselves. Not to become very rich, but to live reasonably with others. Therefore, once these existential goals are being affected, they affect our personal levels, the way we get along with others. We lose, we lose our humanity as human beings. And once you've lost your humanity, you act like an animal. You can do anything. You can be both like anything. A certain lady was telling me yesterday, met a man who is a builder and said, there are three things you have to do to be in Uganda to continue to be in Uganda. That is his mentality. You must kill in order to protect your property. That's a new trend of people. He's a builder. So this woman asked her, is it possible that once you are given money, so you can kill me? She said, oh, that is very easy. I leave you because I need, they tell me how do you finish her. I find a way, kill you and take my money. This is a builder. This woman got scared. If a builder is interested in that, he's ready to kill to get money. He wants to get rich through destroying other people's rights, the right to live. On a community level, you find that once there is a fear, once mutual suspicion is set in, you can't operate. The atmosphere becomes sour. Business comes complicated as it is in Uganda. Business in Uganda is very complicated. Because 
People don't trust each other. Unemployment will grow among many other things. So I ask you, read all these things also and see what are the consequences of violating people's rights and how will they affect the existential goals on the personal and individual level. Now they talk about corporal punishment. From there, I want to stop there for today because other things you may read them through for your life. You need them slowly by slowly. They will help you as you go on talking about rights, minorities, rights of, for the opposition. In Uganda, opposition have no rights. The rights have been trampled upon in a tricky way. But that's for the detriment of the nation. Do you have opposition in Uganda? Do you need it? No. But do we need a single state government? I'm asking you questions. It is your life, not mine. Ask you, but do we need do we have opposition in Uganda? Uh, I don't know. Opposition? Do you have opposition? Yes. No, what I know, be serious. I'm asking you philosophical questions. Do we need the opposition in Uganda? Yes. yes. Opposing what? <laughs> Leadership. Leadership? No, we don't need opposition. We don't need opposition in Uganda. We need the contesting groups of political parties. Contesting. You know the word contest? Mm -hmm. eh? yes. We need the contesting groups yeah. or political groups. At times you call them opposition to be cheated, but that's not the word to be used. That's why I was asking you. We need a contesting political groups. Contesting. You know what a contest is? Yes. With equal party? Yeah. That's what we need. But those newsmen, they're writing, they call it opposition. To put in, and even the parliament, they still call it the leader of the opposition. He's not the leader of the opposition. He's the leader of the contesting political groups. Contesting what? Their work on the contesting political group is not to eat money. It's to show the other side which is leading there's something wrong here. For the good of the nation, for the common good, should be done this way. Uh, would you support it? Which team do you support? Okay. Football team group. You don't. <laughs> Who supports Manu here? Uh -huh. That's the money. For me, I'm an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> I'm also done. Uh -uh, don't stand. 
it's contesting. I like these two teams and whatever. Because they make the football or European football to look quality. And people like us in one thing. Whether they are losing or not, they don't panic. They show the game has to be a good game. Whether they are losing or not, that's not important. For the team spirit and for the show the energy to entertain people. So, leaders must be entertainers of people. Entertaining in decision making. Sometimes they make it very well, other times they don't make it, but then all are needed. You can't have a good football team on only one team. Even if it is one team, one group is opposing the other. But the, what is the, the gist of the matter is the contest to make it better for the, for the others. Anyway, the whole thing is be careful with the terms people use and don't be dragged into those issues which may drag you so much to avoid the rights. So then, I would ask you to read more on the issue of rights. Don't dwell so much on these individualized, they call the individualized articles. All these articles which have been individualized, whether you're talking about women, men, or priests, or professionals, we are looking for at least a few basic support. Survival, survival uh, context, protection of life, whether you're Muslim, whether you are a Christian, you must protect life. Interreligious dialogue and the council forces that. We have to talk about basic needs, shelter, clothing, health, education, and what else? Security, peace. All these rights must care for that. Therefore, I'm concluding on the last bit of the notes which they are, they say, some factors which determine your conduct. I mentioned it already, what you are going to read it through. <clears throat> You don't need to, to cram this. You have been acting in life. Is it true? What is guiding your actions as you act? First of all, you look at yourself. How, what will they say? Now, what I've registered here, these are not answers. That's what I want to tell you. These are responses to that question. You can have an answer different from what has been documented here, provided you can defend it with reason. People say we act because of the social environment. Born in Uganda, a country where there is violence, where there are thieves, where always are invading in next neighboring countries. Now, and I felt the crisis of being a Ugandan when I was in Kenya, because Ugandans have been invading in Kenya, still three, 
and I had the consequence of being a Ugandan in Kenya. Therefore, I should hate all the Kenyans because the Ugandans have mistreated me, I mistreated them, they should mistreat me. No. Because I've grown up in a slum, therefore I should act like all slum dwellers. I've grown up in a barracks, therefore I should become a soldier and misbehave. No. Does the social environment determine you? It can influence you, but doesn't determine you. My tradition, where I come from, should it influence on my, should it determine my behavior? No. What about the laws in the country, the constitution, and so forth? Religion, does it determine the way I do things? Yes. And the way I interpret issues? Yes. If I'm a man, I can have two wives? Yes. As a Christian, it is not acceptable. As a Muslim, it will be okay. the interpretation is different. There, if we have two women in a, as a Christian, they say that is extramarital affairs going on. With Islam, it is just marital affairs. It's not extra. So, with official wife and so forth. Anyway, individual conscience and institutions also determine. The educational background, the common sense and exposure. It's, Common sense common to everybody? No. The climate condition, why I put on, now why should women put on very, very short skirts and whatever during summer in Europe? Why? Those are summer clothing, we call them. Why? They are compensating theory. Compensating theory is the answer. After using all, you put on the first layer, the underwears. Then you put on the jumpers to keep you warm. They call them thermal vests. Then you put on the shirt. Then you put on another layer. Then you cover your ears with the earband because the headband so that the ears don't get cold. Then you will get a muffin, you cover yourself that you don't get cold. You leave only this thing, it's very hard. It's not heat. When you are traveling, you cover your nose with the, so that the winter doesn't enter, cold air doesn't enter to you. When it comes to summer, you burst out. That's the reaction of putting on such clothing. An African, he sees it on the television. He picks on that and thinks that that's the only way of putting on. And then he puts on a short skirt. That's enough for them while they have a short skirt. Inside, they have a short uh, a skirt which is made with a, a short already. But if they jump and whatever, they are well protected. But then you find another woman here is putting on a skirt and is pulling it to become taller. Put it to be smart if you aren't that way. Eh? Then, if you want to, anyway, all these things must take place. And we have to teach ourselves more. The best way to avoid embarrassing ourselves. So when you're acting, ask yourself, what is influencing my action? There is a riot. We have grievances about the government. 
You don't need to throw stones at cars. Address the issue. You are angry. Yes. Demonstrate, but don't be violent. So I wish you the best in your exam.